It's a major coup for Australian rugby to have the best coach in the world return home to coach the iconic Wallabies and oversee the Wallaroos program. Here's the kicker, I reckon. Eddie's deep understanding of our rugby system and knowledge of our player group and pathways will lift the team to the next level. This is a, a year out from the World Cup. Eddie instinctively understands the Australian way of playing rugby. The Australian way of playing rugby. Okay. This represents an opportunity to secure a coach of immense expertise and experience at the biggest competitions, and we did not want to miss it. Oh, thanks, Dave. Thanks very much. Tom Decent, the man that broke the story for the Sydney Morning Herald, joins us right now. Hey, Tom, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you going? Yeah, mate, I'm good. i got to say, that's like just slapping, that quote is like slapping Dave Rennie in the face. They, oh, we made a mistake. Sorry, pal, move on. Oh, it's a harsh call for sure. Um, but ultimately, Dave Rennie's win record is 38% and it's the worst of a Wallabies coach in the professional era. So um, Rugby Australia bit in the board and... Yeah, I do feel for Dave. He's a good guy and a good coach. Uh, it's a, the way forward and a question for Rugby Australia. But yeah, an interesting statement nonetheless. When did you get a sniff that this was going to happen? Oh, look, it's been, it's no secret that uh, Rugby Australian chairman Hamish McLennan has been wanting to try and get Eddie. Uh, the initial plan was to try and cook up something for 2024. I was surprised this morning when it came across my desk that um, they had sacked Rennie for this year. I thought it would be too close to a World Cup. I wasn't sure whether Eddie would, would want to do that on such short notice, given he's going to not have a lot of hands-on time with the players before a World Cup. So, yeah, surprised about the 2023 element, but not particularly that they've got Jones from, you know, 24 onwards to a home World Cup in 2027. Is Eddie Jones the saviour of Australian rugby? Oh, um, behind the sky questions. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's like the proof, proof will be in the pudding. He will be very polarising over here as well. His, his methods haven't, you know, um, washed well with everyone over here when he was Wallaby's coach from 01 to 05. There are still people who remember how he was like. Um, the players, it'll be a very much a rude shock for them, as sort of Makito pointed out on Twitter earlier today. Uh, look, if he can orchestrate, um, you know, uh, something with the Wallabies and get them to, uh, you know, a reasonable finish in this World Cup and then into a home World Cup where there'll be a lot of resources and interest, you know, poured into this Wallaby site, then maybe, but way too early to say. But it's um, in terms of a narrative and him coming back to Australian rugby, it's, um, yeah, interesting to say the least. How do you think the players will react to this? I think they'll be very surprised. I think they understood that Dave Rennie was under immense pressure, having an OK spring tour and, and results maybe not going the team's way. They feel like they bear that responsibility and that the, maybe they weren't living up to the expectations that, that Rennie and the coaching staff had on them. So I don't think it's necessarily a Rennie problem. It's poss possibly a player problem. You know, can Eddie Jones manufacture something with this Wallaby side? Like, I'm not totally convinced he can in such a short space of time. Uh, but I don't think anyone's maybe looking forward to working with Eddie. I know, I know that not, not barely any of the guys have had a working relationship with him. Quade Cooper... Um, was very much involved with him very early on in his Reds time while Eddie was just coaching then before he got sacked. So not many of these guys actually know Eddie that well and they would have heard stories about how brutal he can be and uh, the hard edge he sort of has on his side. So to say that they're excited and having not spoken to any of them, to be totally honest, at such short notice, but I couldn't imagine they're um, jumping out of their skin to, to play under him at the moment. 
<laughs> Gee, that's not that, 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 that not that exciting when you say they're not over, overjoyed to baby playing for them and you've got a World Cup around the, around the corner. From your understanding and knowledge of Australian rugby, is depth always going to be the issue? Oh, it's always going to be an issue. I think there are some elements in some positions that Australia have created a lot of depth in, uh, but across the park... Can they sustain that? Can they pick a sort of 33-man squad that's going to have enough depth to get them deep into that World Cup? Potentially, they do have a good draw. Let's, let's not forget that, that Australia, if they top their pool, which is very topable, um, could possibly play Argentina in a quarterfinal and anything can happen. Um, and what a tantalising match that would be between Eddie Jones, coach of the Wallabies, against Michael Checker in Argentina and their whole backstory. So uh, your depth will always be a problem for sure. But I think if they can get everyone fit, which they didn't have last year with a whole bunch of guys out, then they'll be an OK chance to progress, you know, post quarterfinals. How much do you think, Tom, this was about Australian rugby wanting an Australian coach? Oh, I think it's undeniable that that was a factor. Um, Dave Rennie, fantastic guy, great coach. Uh, the thing to factor in is that Hamish McLennan, the chairman, and Andy Marinos, the CEO, didn't appoint Dave Rennie as coach. So they uh, you know, inherited Dave from, from Rayleigh Castle, a Kiwi as well. Um, and, and, they, and they backed Dave to the hill. They strongly defended him. McLennan was quoted in August, I think, saying that he will be the guy through to the World Cup. And this probably wouldn't have happened unless um, Eddie Jones wasn't sacked by England. That's sort of the catalyst for how this has transpired so quickly. Uh, they, they were keen to get in for 24, but in terms of 2023, um, they were more than happy with Rennie to be the guy through the World Cup. So probably England's decision to, to punt Eddie has, has sort of made this happen very quickly here. And I do feel for Dav, I really do. Good guy. Um, I'd love to know his thoughts um, at the moment. Are Australian rugby going to have a press conference at all today? What's the, what's the story from your end? Uh, no, uh, it's a little bit odd. Uh, Hamish McLennan has spoken to a few reporters. Uh, Andy Marinos is actually in South Africa. He was trying to take a bit of annual leave at this point. So as you can imagine, he's very busy at the moment. Eddie Jones is in the UK. Uh, he hasn't spoken yet or uh, there's no plans for him to do so yet. He arrives in Australia in a couple of weeks. So it, it, it's an odd one. Normally you unveil a coach with a suit and tie and a top table press conference, but there won't be any of that at the moment, purely for logistics. At the moment, what do you think was was the uh, the death knell for Dave Rennie saying he wouldn't have Eddie as an assistant? Yeah, I, I don't buy that because Eddie Jones a few days earlier had spoken about why he's not an assistant coach, right? So he said, "I'm not an assistant coach. That won't be happening." And Dave Rennie knows that, and I don't think that they would have ever been pitted together. So I think Dave Rennie saying it won't happen was purely that we won't be working together because they rugby Australia wouldn't make that happen. I think the death knell maybe, um, this is such a fine margin. If, if Dave Rennie goes and wins four or five games on that spring tour, he probably keeps his job. But the decision to rest players for that Italy game, when that was a game that was very much a banana skin game and identified as one, he rested players for the benefit of the whole tour and they lost to Italy for the first time ever. I think that really, really stung um, important people at Rugby Australia. Was it the end of him? I don't know. There was clearly a consistent pattern of not being able to take certain opportunities and, and you know, create those close matches into wins. But, yeah, that definitely didn't help his case. We're getting a lot of uh, feedback on our text line that suggests that the decision made by Australian rugby is a courageous decision and a good call. Do you think it's a courageous decision and a good call? Oh, seriously courageous, for sure. But, I mean, as Hamish McLennan has said, if uh, the, the risk is if they didn't do something now, then maybe we could be having these conversations in October when Australia bomb out in the quarterfinals of a World Cup for the second <laughs> time in a row. Um, they, you know, these 
mediocre results, as harsh as it is, have sort of been going for a number of years now. If the conversation, if, if Dave Rennie doesn't take the Wallabies to a semi-final at a World Cup, then the, the officials at Rugby Australia who had a chance to make a call now, it's, it's on them. So um, it's courageous, it's bold. I think they like Eddie, uh, his fearless approach. They're very, very different characters. Um, a bit of similarity probably between Hamish McLennan, who likes to stir the pot, um, as we know, with our Kiwi friend, and, and Eddie Jones. So I think they'll get on okay, but um, very much a courageous decision. Is it the right one? That's not for me to say. Well, time will tell. It's interesting, Tom, because Wales have done the same thing. They've brought back Warren Gatland uh, just out from the World Cup, but now it happens with Australian rugby. Do you think maybe the narrative is changing to stop stop thinking about everything on a four-year cycle and actually look at pure performance as it stands in front of you? Totally. And I think Eddie Jones will be the first to admit that the you know performances with England was very much centred around the World Cup. He was obsessed with getting England right for the World Cup and matches around that didn't matter as much. Australian rugby is not in a position where they can purely put all their eggs in just one basket. That is the World Cup. They will be wanting him, A, for this 23 period to try and win the World Cup. But then it's a four-year plan. And then it's not about, you know, poor performances in 24, 25, building into 26, and then win a World Cup in 27. The Australian rugby public wants wins now. They've had a win record under 50% for at least five or six years now. So um, they'll be stressing to Eddie Jones to pick your best team, get the guys firing, get as many wins as possible, as opposed to this whole infatuation with a World Cup cycle, which I think a lot of countries, you know, and particularly England, as we've seen with Eddie Jones, sort of get hamstrung by a bit. Yeah, no, New Zealand gets hamstrung by it too. They just can't, they can't see the wood for the trees at the moment. How much hard work is Eddie Jones going to have to do on the players? As you have suggested, it's going to be a tough ask, right? Very much so. The crazy part of this is that the Wallabies had a camp on the Gold Coast for four days last week. It finished on Friday <laughs> or Sunday. Um, Dave Rennie had mapped out his World Cup plan over four days to 45 players and staff and now he's without a job um so the question is eddie jones won't get his hands on these players for a lot of the time they're with the super rugby franchises there's a camp in maybe april i think but actual hands-on time with the teams and the players is going to be very limited if he got the job in november then maybe he has a little bit extra time sort of through december jan to get some plans in place but He's going to have to hit the ground running. He's going to have to make sure those players are fit um, and sort of up to the standard he wants throughout Super Rugby. And then he has four matches and then a World Cup warm-up against France and then it's the World Cup. There's five games to come up with a clear, coherent game plan to win a World Cup. It's almost a free hit in some ways. Is there anything you're not telling me about why they pulled the trigger so quickly? No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, I'm just trying to think what else I can give you. They had been ideally planning to get Eddie Jones in 2024 and the yeah. fact that England sacked Eddie Jones before that opened up an opportunity. It's a bold call. There's nothing untoward that Rennie has done, but um, the cold hard facts, is, as will be repeated, is the win record is 38%. Yeah, sure, there were some wins that they, they definitely missed, but I truly think that if they beat France and Ireland on that spring tour, then he probably keeps his job. All right, Tom, I appreciate you giving us the time. Well done on breaking the story because any junior loves to break a story that's a good one. And this is a good one. Thanks for your time, mate. Have a good week. And hopefully you'll get to talk to Eddie and Dave and, and uh, grow the story, so to speak. That would be great. Talk <laughs> soon. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Tom Deason, the man that broke the story on the Sydney Morning Herald about Dave Rennie being sacked.